This is Kingdom City Sports. Welcome your host, Eric and And welcome back to Kingdom City Sports. My name is Eric. And my name is Polly. And um, we've been having a pretty good week. Uh, thank you all for liking the page. Uh, we do really appreciate it. Um, it is a, definitely a journey for us. Uh, this was a kind of a week. A um, couple more uh, uh, players have been let go. Um, there seems to be other players from different leagues actually being signed in with the NFL teams as well. But let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I know that they signed Anthony Sherman uh, to a one-year deal. Yeah, they uh, they got him on a uh, one-year deal. Uh, pre- pretty much team friendly yeah, uh, at this point in his career. I I don't I don't see him wanting to move on. I think he's happy with the Chiefs. He likes he likes being here. Uh, he's he's well-known name in this town. People love him. Uh, I, I'm definitely happy we, we re-signed him. Uh, I know uh, there was a few people out there that were saying. We probably weren't going to get him back, but we got him, baby. That's what I And also, Mike Pinnell also signed. Um, I think he might have taken a hometown discount uh, to sign back with us. Yeah, he definitely took the hometown discount. It's uh, it's great to see guys doing this. Uh, of course, he's from Wichita. He grew up a Kansas City Chiefs fan, you know, just like all of us. You know, they're right. probably listening to this. You know, we're all Chiefs fans, you right. know. It's, he, it, it's great to see a guy take that hometown discount. Um He's, he he helped shore up the defense last year, and he's going to be did a great. Key, yeah, he did. He he's going to be a key player in the I think in the, on the team this year, even if we do keep Chris Jones. Right, and um, so let's talk about our you know the ones who are going to back on the homes. Um, I know Chad Henney signed with uh, uh, um, with the Chiefs. Um, now I know another player that actually played for the XFL. Yeah, uh, Jordan Tayamu uh, played for the St. Louis uh, BattleHawks, and he. He looked really good, and at times he carried that team. Uh, the the throwing Samoan, as they call him, he went to went to school at uh, Ole Miss University, and uh, he he looks really good. He's a, a a mobile quarterback, a scrambler, a guy that's going to get you rush yards. In five games, he ran for two hundred and seventeen yards. Oh wow! Yeah, um, and he also threw for over uh, over a thousand yards in those five games. So that's over two hundred yards per game uh, with a hundred one point three quarterback rating. He he looked really good. Of course, that's against less talent, but he looked really good. Uh, right in the league. And also, do you think uh, he can definitely compete for the number two job? I, I don't think at this point number two, but uh, if if he shows in the preseason that he could throw and keep a completion percentage like he had in the XFL, seventy two percent completion percentage. I mean that's that's I think that was tops in the XFL this year. Wow! It's a, it, he he definitely looks good, and if he can keep that completion percentage going, he he can definitely compete with Chad Henney for that number two spot. And it also seems that other players in the XFL have actually signed with other teams as well. Yeah, there's a big one, uh, PJ Walker. He was the you know cream of the crop in the XFL. He looked just absolutely fantastic. He set the league on fire, 15 touchdowns in five games to only four interceptions, threw for uh, 1,300 yards passing, with a 65 percent completion percentage. He uh, he signed with the Carolina Panthers now. Um, and that's a, that's a very interesting landing spot considering their uh, the Panthers' new head coach is Matt Rule. He coached at uh, uh, Temple, which is where uh, PJ Walker went to uh, college. Okay, so there's yeah. a connection. There's a connection. He uh, like Matt Rule is he's climbed the 
the coaching ranks extremely fast. He started with Temple. He won with Temple. He moved on to uh, Baylor, and Baylor was a uh, an excellent. It, it, you know, he he turned around, turned the team around. It was an excellent turnaround. Uh, that that team had basically fallen fallen from grace, and he brought it back into existence, basically. So, and that's why he's getting his shot in the, in the NFL. And I I can actually see a scenario where PJ Walker's starting for the Panthers at some point this season, considering you know Teddy Bridgewater. They brought him in. He he has been known to be injured. Mm-hmm, uh, right. And and uh, he's definitely injured prone. If he comes in there and he just looks like hot garbage. You know, there's uh, PJ Walker's going to get a chance, and uh, I'm I'm going to use this as uh, to lead into some of the uh, other NFL stuff. Um, Cam Newton was cut, mm-hmm. and so that that lessens the depth of their quarterback. And then not only that, Kyle Allen was traded right to Washington for a fifth round pick. So right. that puts PJ Walker squarely in the number two role. I think, and, and it, it could be very interesting. I think Matt Rule has a plan, and it has something to do with P.J. Walker. I think that's why they're not going out and drafting a guy. That's a really interesting one. But there's a couple other guys that were uh, signed to NFL teams also. Um, Deatric Nichols, the uh, XFL leader in interceptions. Okay. Yeah, he uh, he played for the Houston Roughnecks, same team as P.J. Walker. He signed with the Saints. Uh, I, I I don't know. He might he might make a splash with them, but the next one, uh, another defensive back, uh, Drevon Askew Henry. He's more of a nickel corner. He's not going to be a guy that's going to play on the outside. Right. But he played for the New York Guardians. He's signing with the New York Giants, staying okay. in town, kind of like uh, Tayamu to the Chiefs. Right. S- same state. Um, he's actually expected to compete as a starter. Okay. So, uh, as as the nickel, of course, that would be the number three defensive back. But, right. Um, and then there's Donald Parham, which is a six foot seven statue of a man, uh, two hundred and fifty pounds. Uh, he's a big guy. He caught twenty four catches for three hundred and seven yards and four touchdowns for the Dallas Renegades. So uh, he he definitely looked like a, a a man amongst boys in the XFL. Um, and then there's Kari Lee. Uh, Another tight end. He played for the D.C. Defenders. Uh, he signed with the Falcons. I, I don't expect him to do really much. He's probably going to end up a practice squad guy, just making a little extra money throughout the season for next season, you know. Right, right. And then there's one more guy that I feel like uh, will end up on an NFL roster this year, and that was P.J. Walker's main target, Cam, uh, Cam Phillips. And I mean, this guy just stood out. Uh, other than P.J. Walker, this guy was probably the most valuable player in the in the XFL. Okay. Uh, he caught 31 passes for 455 yards, and nine of those 15 touchdowns went to him. He's, I, I mean, he's a touchdown machine. I, I could see his game translating to the NFL. So you think he's NFL material? Yeah, and uh, it really wouldn't surprise me to see Carolina jump on him, even though they just signed uh, uh, Robbie Anderson. So uh, it, I mean that's that's they're giving they're getting some weapons there. Matt Rule's building what building some. I actually believe in this guy. I think they're really good off. All right. Well, um, you know, and also you know, um, you know, as you're saying, Cam Newton got cut. Um, 
I foresee him not really being a, a, a starter anywhere. I kind of foresee him being a backup. Um, you know, I'm, I feel like his, his uh, you know, play mobility went down. I, I am not, even his morale, I feel like, went down as well, especially in Carolina. You know, he just wasn't the old, you know, like when you first seen him play, it looked like he enjoyed the game. You know, now I know he's gotten injured a lot, but he doesn't look like he's the same out there like he was when, you know, back in the day. You know, I I, I kind of feel like uh, his career has kind of taken a downturn ever since he didn't jump on that fumble in the Super Bowl against the Broncos. And, right. I mean, that's one of the silliest plays I've ever seen in NFL history, to, to be honest. Like, why would you not do that? Like, I don't care what game it is. Right. You jump on that damn fucking fumble. Uh, you pardon my French. I'm sorry about. That. You jump on that ball, man. Like, come on. And I think, uh, I think, uh, you know, the uh, the fact that the fans are giving him a hard time, and you know, some of those players stop buying into him after that. Right. I think I think it's a good chance for him to kind of just start again with new group cast of characters, and uh, uh, I think a good spot would be uh, uh, the Chargers. Okay, so I I I think that's a good a good it, that would be a good landing spot. It, some are saying maybe uh, Patriots. Really, Patriots? You think um, him and Belichick would get along? <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> a big question. Yeah, you know? right. So that's why I say maybe, or otherwise, I think it would be like a home run for him. So um, I definitely want to kind of call you out from uh, last episode here with uh, Laquan Tradewell. Uh, you said he uh, was with Minnesota, but he actually signed with the Falcons. So I do want to kind of call you out on that one. Yeah, I, I was wrong about that. I, did, I didn't do my homework there, apparently. Um, but this week they did sign uh, a wide receiver. Uh, interesting uh, uh-huh. enough. Uh, Wide receiver, uh, he played for the Titans, uh, Tajay Sharp. Uh, he's got some speed. He showed flashes last year. Uh, he he would be in place of Laquan Treadwell last week, the guy that needs to step it up right. in uh, Stephon Diggs' absence. So uh, uh, it could be interesting. We'll see uh, how how Kirk Cousins uses him in that offense. Yeah, he did get that extension for two years, which I don't think he's worth it personally, but... Um, you know, the Vikings did what they did. Yeah. Um, so, uh, oh. Yeah, no, I, I just want to talk about, um, like, uh, I, I brought this up earlier, but Robbie Anderson was signed by the Carolina Panthers. He's going to be a nice, a nice, legit nice deep threat. No, no, nice, legit deep threat. He's not going to be a guy, I don't think, that's going to get you a thousand yards, but he's going to be a guy that's going to, you know, catch four, five, six, ten. I don't know, something like that. Uh, deep balls a year for you, so that's right. it's nice. It's nice to have a weapon like that on your team. And then uh, the Giants to fill that hole went out and signed Brashad Perriman, coming from Tampa Bay, okay. where he kind of resurrected his career as a former first round draft pick. Right, and struggled. Uh, so the, he he had a pretty good year last year with Jameis Winston. Of course, that was a pretty good offense, five thousand plus pass yards. So right. Um, and then uh, one, one other guy, uh, Nickel Roby Coleman, uh, from the Texans, a defensive back, has signed with the Philadelphia Eagles. 
uh, as another yet another addition to the defensive uh, backfield for them. Right. So they're kind of deep there right now. They went out and they made are. that trade for Darius uh, Slay. Uh-huh. And now they got Nicole Roby Coleman. They, they still have Jalen Mills on the squad. Right. They're, they're really deep there. They've retooled it. And I think they're trying to make a run this year. So Nice, nice. Well, I do um I, I do want to kind of cover something real quick. Uh, so we had one of our listeners listen. Yes, uh, last last episode, and uh, when you said that you feel Tom Brady is going to make the biggest splash in the uh, in the NFL free agency, uh, you know who's going to make the biggest splash in the season and help out their team. You said Tom Brady. Uh, well, we had a listener. He totally disagrees with you. He thinks it's going to be Philip Rivers with the Indianapolis Colts. How do you feel about Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts? And you, do you think he can make a bigger splash than Tom Brady? I mean, just I mean, just look at the two guys. You got you got Philip Rivers, guy that's never never even sniffed the Super Bowl, and then you got Tom Brady, the winningest Super Bowl quarterback of all time. I I just Tom Brady might be a little older than him, but not much. Um, there, there's I, I me personally, I I don't think there's any way you can compare the two. Tom Brady is clearly. I, I think he's set up to make a run like Peyton Manning made. Yeah, and I, I truly believe that. And I'll defend it to the end. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Philip Rivers could end up making a big splash there. But I still don't – I just don't see them with, with Philip Rivers, maybe a different quarterback. I don't see Indy being a Super Bowl contender. I don't feel they had the weapons like the Chargers had. Well, know? I mean, they got a few wide receivers uh, there in Indy. Uh uh, and a, a few different running backs, really. Uh, they they got some good guys on that team. Marlon Max, good back. Um, God, who's that other guy? Uh, Naheem Hines, and, and he's a he's a return man, so he, you know he's got speed. Right. Yeah. Picks. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got a nice set of backs, and like I said uh, in the last episode, Indianapolis would have been primed and ready to make a run last year if Andrew Luck hadn't retired. Right. I, I, I think that Philip Rivers is a clear downgrade from Andrew Luck. And, I mean, yeah, maybe from Brissett he's an upgrade. But I still think Tom Brady over uh, Jameis Winston's a bigger upgrade. Right. And I, now I do have a question for you, and, and I want to uh, kind of get your opinion here about it. Um, with Belichick and Brady, you know, the kind of falling out that they had, you know, they're out here to prove something. Uh, Brady's out here to prove Belichick that he was the the reason why they won the Super Bowl. Belichick, you know, his coaching is why they won the Super Bowl. How do you feel in this situation? Do you think the Super Bowl wins? And if you had to pick one, you can't say, well, it was both of them or anything like that. If you had to pick one, who would you pick? Tom Brady that won the Super Bowls or Belichick? I, I tend to side with the the players typically because I'm a true believer that these star players are the guys that make the league. And uh, Tom Brady didn't just miraculously turn into this great quarterback when he got with uh, Bill Belichick. NFL teams just completely missed on him in the draft. It wasn't it wasn't Bill Belichick. I don't think that built him. Tom Brady was a comeback kid in college. He and the only reason he wasn't a full time starter and probably another reason why he ended up falling was because uh, 
the Michigan Wolverines that brought in a guy like Drew Henson, which was like one of the greatest athletes in Michigan State history. So you you they bring him in and they already got a good quarterback. They know with Tom Brady, but you almost have to play this guy, Drew Henson, because he because of how well known he is, how how the, his prestige as far as a um, recruit. You, you have to play a guy like that. It's like a guy making $20 million in the NFL. He, he has to play, you yeah. know? Yeah, but I've seen – I feel coaching um, is, is what wins games. You know, your game plan. Um, I've seen coaches – I've seen coaches take not very good quarterbacks to the Super Bowl. I'll give you an example. Joe Flacco. You're right. Not a great quarterback. Went to the Super Bowl. But I've never seen a quarterback take a team to the Super Bowl with really, really horrible play calling. Yeah. Uh, in Great coaching. And I, don't get me wrong. It goes a long ways. But I, I think when it comes to that superstar level talent, coaching doesn't play as big of a factor in that because uh, guys like that, they're going to get theirs. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, coaching means a ton when you talk about, like, maybe the lower-end stars, mid-level talented players. Coaching can be the difference from a guy being uh, garbage to a guy being, you know, above average to, Mm -hmm. you know, borderline superstar. But whenever it comes to, like, Superstars like Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, I don't think coaching plays as much of a role because those guys are out there calling their own plays on the field. Right, right. So, anyways, um, I I just like to know what our listeners think. If you can just go to our page, uh, Kingdom City Sports, and uh, you know who would you prefer? You know, is it Belichick is the reason why? If it's Brady, the reason why they won the six, you know, Super Bowls. Which ego do you think? Right. <laughs> These guys just—they're both egomaniacs after winning six Super Bowls. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, this is a—we um, do want to talk about a little bit um, about what's going to be coming up. And we, um, we're definitely um, going to be trying to get some video, um, definitely want to live stream, um, and definitely uh, get on YouTube here as well. So also, um, we would definitely want to get uh, the video rolling for training camp, because we do want to go to training camp, uh, definitely check out and see what our boys are, are cooking up this year. Yeah, it, uh, it, it should be fun to watch Patrick Mahomes in practice, I mean, <laughs> the... the that's where he gets to test out his new special move. Right, behind you know. the back passes. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So, know, now maybe know. we can catch something like that on camera. Yeah, that'll, that'll be nice. That'll be nice. So just stay tuned. And thank you for listening to Kingdom City Sports. My name is Eric. And my name is Paul. And we'll see you next time. Kingdom City Sports. My name is Eric. My name is Paul. And this is our uh, weekly recap. Um, we're going to, um, it's been an exciting, exciting offseason. 
Um, it just has just been a lot of moves that we wouldn't expect, anything of that nature. Uh, but we will get to that. But first, um, I do want to reach out and let's talk about the NFL draft uh, with the coronavirus going on. Um, I know a lot of us are going to be in lockdown. Um, <clears throat> you know, um, that's the whole stay at home. Um, not really sure how that's going to affect the draft. I know I've heard rumors of them actually having it, but just not inviting the fans. Yeah, uh, that's what it's looking like. Uh, it might not even be held in a, at a venue. So it's it's hard to tell what they're going to do right now. Uh, a lot of places are quarantining and shutting off for everybody. So uh, it's definitely changing the way uh, teams are scouting for these guys. They're not necessarily able to do all the pro days as they would like to do. And right, it's going to change a lot of it's going to change a lot of things with that. Uh, it's it's changing the world around us as we speak. You know, so it's a pretty big deal right now. And. Yeah, and I've also seen, uh, you know, other sports, you know, closed down or been suspended. Uh, Major League Baseball, soccer, Major League Soccer. Um, I know the NHL. There's multiple uh, XFL. uh, Definitely multiple uh, different uh, sports here um, shutting down because of the coronavirus. So we just want to make sure you all just stay safe out there and, uh, you know, just continue listening. we will definitely try to have some more uh, during these times just to kind of keep your mind off of things. Um, so definitely um, uh, more to come here. And also, uh, let's talk about the CBA. It kind of put a division, I feel like, with the NFL between the ones that get paid really good money and then the ones who are, you know, minimum wage on the practice squad, um, second, you know, second, third string, etc. Um, so do you feel like it was a division, uh, you know, that it put a division in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely divided, uh, considering the fact that there was 1,019 votes for yes and 959 votes for no. That's almost half and half, and that's, what, 500 missing? Right, five hundred ish missing. It's definitely it's definitely caused a division. I mean, the NFL uh, PA has hasn't been the strongest union. Uh, so in the, in this new CBA, the new uh, players percentage of the revenue is forty eight point five percent. That's up from forty seven. But I mean, that's still low considering the NBA is. 49 to 51%, NHL is at least 50%, and MLB is about 50%. So do you feel like it's more of like billionaires versus millionaires? Um, I do believe, I feel like it is all about the money. Now, to my understanding in the CBA, it really helps out the ones who don't get paid that much. You know, like people on the practice squad, uh, uh, you know, the second stringers, the ones that don't get paid a whole lot. Um, it, I feel like it benefits them the most. Yeah, they're uh, raising the minimum wage. and uh, So it's it's definitely helping them out. And they're, and they're actually the, the uh, majority of the players, whereas the star players are the minority. That's why I kind of feel like they should the, – those guys, the majority, should have the minorities back because it's the minority – that's keeping the league exciting and fun to watch. Yeah, but I also feel like it should benefit the younger ones um, due to the fact is uh, that, you know, you have endorsement deals. Uh, you know, I know a lot of quarterbacks do, a lot of people who are really good, like J.J. Watt. And I know that uh, that's, re- you know, these are players of why people watch. 
But, you know, if they get hurt, you know, who has to fill the role? Um, you know, he, they have to step up and, you know, play big. And also, you know, I feel like, you know, with all the endorsement deals going on with the players like J.J. Watt and Drew Brees, uh, everything of that nature, um, they are getting paid a little bit more. Um, look at, uh, you know, uh, uh, Jersey Sales is another one. If you're making, you know, Mahomes makes, you know, plenty of money off of Jersey Sales. Well, uh, yeah, this is kind of a prove-it league. So, I mean, you get that chance to fill in, and if you succeed, you you get your money in free agency or, or when you get re-signed. I mean, you just got to make it through that first contract, you know, and you never know. You get your million or millions. <laughs> right. You know, so uh, it's a uh, – the – cap is going to go up with this new CBA and it's mostly because the roster size increased from 53 to 55. Um, the, the more players get dressed now, 46 to 48, uh, the minimum wage for, uh, practice squad guys is now 10.5,000 where it used to be eight. So, all the all the little guys are getting paid more now, and that's that's pretty much how this CBA got passed. You know, other than like the drug policy, the drug policy was a big one, and I just kind of feel like that's one of those, you know, just throw-ins from the NFL owners that they knew that if they threw something like that in there, this would pass because it's now much easier to pass the drug test with the window moving from four months to two weeks at the start of training camp it's basically a uh, stupid test if you will um it's also like increasing the amount of thc that can be found in your urine from 35 nanograms to 150 so, uh, so i mean that makes it easier it's basically the nfl saying we don't care if you smoke weed so uh, it it should should be interesting guys not getting penalized for it anymore uh so there's also the the 17 game regular season now, right? And they're they're planning on shortening the uh, preseason to three games, and making that fourth week a uh, bye week before the season starts. So that's that's a, that was a hot hot topic button or a hot button topic for the CBA NFL CBA with the players, and a lot of guys didn't like it because it's more chances to get hurt, right? And I also heard that, you know, like that extra game is going to, you know, try to get the NFL uh, to play in other countries, uh, play in different cities because they're looking to, you know, expand, uh, you know, more teams. So um, and I know they really would like to, you know, you know, do one in Mexico or, you know, do a team over in Europe uh, because we, you know, we have been playing those games. So, you know, over there, and, and I feel like they have received it well. I mean, it's always packed um, anytime it's televised. So I don't know how well it would, la you know, last over in Europe or, or down in Mexico. So, but I just feel like, you know, they're going to, they are going to use that extra game to, to try different things. Yeah, you're, you're right about that. Uh, they're looking to move a, at least, you know, if not move a team to London or then start a new team over there. Uh, and for now, for the short future, uh, they're playing more games over there every year. And that's definitely going to affect that. Uh, they're going to add bye weeks. So there's going to be two bye weeks during the regular season. So that could help 
transition teams having to play in London. And that means a shorter off season too. If they're going to add an extra, uh, you know, uh, an extra week of bye, a bye week and another game, so that that could be, you know, that could be like, you know, a less a less off season. Yeah, um, which is exciting for us fans because right, you know, right, there ain't nothing worse than the off season. You know? Right, yeah, sometimes <laughs> it gets really boring in the off season, you know, especially on Sundays. You right. know, when you're it'd be like baseball, football. basically. With <laughs> yeah, my dad always said baseball is preseason for football. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, um, and also, um. Let's talk about let's talk about the uh, playoffs. Um, it looks like they're going to add an extra team per conference, uh, one in AFC, one in the NFC, uh, and only the number one seed will have a bye week. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to change things there. Uh, with Chiefs wouldn't have had the, the bye this year in this format, and this is going to be taken over next next season. Whereas all these other things are going to take over in twenty twenty one. So. Uh, it's it's definitely going to be interesting uh, having the extra team. It's going to be an extra game in the playoffs, basically. It's should be uh, fun to watch. I kind of liked the format before with uh, 12 teams going. I felt like that was the perfect amount. So now, I mean, we're going to be seeing teams now with, like, losing records sometimes. Uh, Does that course, make it fair, though? Does that make it? Do you think that it, to the ones that are making it, like you know, the ones who have a better record, are the ones who don't have such a good record and still make it into the playoffs? Don't you feel like that might hurt the chances for somebody who has played really great during the season? Yeah, I, I, I guess, but it, it. I don't know. I, I don't like. I don't like change, no. <laughs> right, right, right. So it, it's just just my my opinion. I don't like it, but I don't like the seventeen game se- uh, schedule either. So it is what it is. And then here we got free agency, funnest off season I've had in a while. Um, just going, you know, different players that you wouldn't think would be in another team's uniform. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely been different uh, uh, from the ones that. I'm used to seeing. Uh, I, I I can remember years where the Chiefs made bigger splashes, but you know. Yeah, I feel like they've lost uh, a lot of good players. Um, you know, and I just feel like we're not as strong of this as a team that we will we were last year. Um, with Chris Jones, I feel like we're going to trade him in the draft. Um, hopefully, to maybe to Miami. I know they have three number one draft picks. Yeah, I, I'm a little more hopeful that we keep that we retain him, and I think it's possible. Uh, we've just got to figure out a deal throughout the season. We're still going to move move some contracts around, see what we can do to create more space. So uh, we we got to fill some spots now with the guys that we've lost, and we haven't really done a whole lot so far. Um, but. I mean, and Andy, we trust, right? Right, exactly, exactly. So let's uh, let's talk about Dak here. Um, I feel like Dak Prescott's going to set um, out this season because he does want that long-term contract. Um, I know that they gave Ezekiel and Amari Cooper big contracts as well. Um, so um, he is going to get the franchise tag. Do you feel he'll set or he'll play? I, I, I kind of think he's going to play just because he doesn't want to lose a year. You know, 
we've seen in the last couple of years where it's hurt guys to sit, uh, not on their paycheck, but in their performance. So I, I think it would be the smart play to play for him because he, he's going to get that contract, you know, if it's not this year, then next year. You know, if, if he plays the whole year without getting that contract and Dallas doesn't work it out, he's most likely moving on. And he knows that. And he, I think he's he would rather be with Dallas, but I think he's okay with moving on if somebody else is going to pay him. I just don't understand why he wants such a big contract, but he really he can't he can't make it to the big show. Um, I don't feel like you know I feel that Dak Prescott uh, you know needs great players to make him look good. I don't think he makes other people look good. You know, like Brady, Brady's making people look good. Mahomes, you know, he he helps me. You know, you know, with like Michael Hardman, you know, he he makes yeah you know make him look good. You know, put the ball right there. I just don't think Dak Prescott is that type of quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, he has his moments, but it, it's definitely uh, he's definitely hasn't proven to be clutch so far, I guess. Uh, but what Dallas quarterback has since Troy Aikman, so I mean, right, <laughs> I think right. my little blow in on Dallas, there, but, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, uh, he's he's a good core. I f- truly believe he's a good quarterback. Uh, you know, I think he's better than like the likes of. Uh, Oh, I'm blanking. Kirk Cousins. Sorry, I was blanking on that. Yeah, he's better than Kirk Cousins. I, I, I truly believe he's probably, you know, top eight, if not better. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins, he extended his deal as well. Um, you know, I, I, I really don't know what Minnesota was thinking. I mean, he's 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 an all right quarterback, but he did get that huge win last year. <laughs> right, that's, that's very true. But, you know, you still got to, you know, he has to show in, you know, I just feel like he needs to perform day in and day out, you know, and I don't, I, he shows signs of greatness. He shows signs of a good quarterback, but he's not consistent. Yeah, he, he makes those mistakes in big situations. And, you know, one win doesn't erase, you know, 10 losses. So. And what is he going to do without Stephon Diggs? I mean, you yeah. know, I just, you know, his, he's not, you know, his weapons are declining. Uh, Laquan Treadwell needs to step up. Uh, he was a former first-round draft pick. They retained him, I think, I believe it was last year. Um, so he needs to step up. And Thielen, which we all know Thielen's a good wide receiver, he's put up great numbers at times. He was hurt a little bit last year, but uh, I think I think they're going to be all right. Their their offense is more run heavy, anyways, and Delvin Cook is really good. And uh, what do you think about the Buccaneers signing Tom Brady to a two year sixty million deal? Now, do you think he's going to succeed? Um, do you think he has maybe a fire under his bottom just because you know he wants to prove that he's the one that they won the super reason why they won the Super Bowl that it wasn't Belichick. Yeah, there's it's definitely uh, you know something there. Uh, that he, I think Tom Brady wants to prove any doubters because you know he's been like this his whole life. Even in Mich- at Michigan, he was able to drive him back. He was a he was a comeback kid back then, you know, before he got to the NFL and, and a really bad lackluster combine really turned a lot of people off a weak quarterback draft or what was thought to be a weak quarterback draft. You know, the so only, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Man. The, the only thing that I that I'm maybe concerned is is you know protecting him. 
Um, he does have a, a great wide receiver core duo uh, in Tampa. Um, you know, they don't use their tight ends as much as they should. Um, but I feel like with Tom Brady coming, they will use their tight ends more. Um, so, you know, I, I feel that he is coming in with some weapons. Yeah, that's that's definitely the reason why he signed with the Buccaneers was he knew he would have weapons. And that's been a big thing there in New England is they haven't been able to support him the last handful of years the way that he wants to be uh you know with them moving on from wide receivers and then Antonio Brown not working out this last year and the fact that they didn't get go out and get Stefan Diggs this year whereas the Bills did you know right. Tom Brady felt it was definitely time to move on and he knew Tampa and that Bruce Arian offense is, was a good one, so it's a perfect place for him to succeed. He's set up to possibly have a Peyton Manning type run here at the end of his career, like he did with the uh, Broncos, right? So, but he's got that old uh, Mahomes standing in the shadow right now, right? So right. He's, he's it should be fun. Maybe Tom Brady the next couple of years and Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. It, it will be fun to just see what he does with Tampa Bay. Um, you know, does does he automatically make them a Super Bowl contender? Maybe not, but you never know. I mean, um, I think so. You think so? Mm-hmm. I, it, it, I'm from you know, I'm from Missouri, so I'm from the Show Me State. So <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited to see what will happen. Now, in the Colts, the Colts signed uh, Philip Rivers to a one year, twenty five million. Um, I, I, I kind of seen it going that way. Um, you know, um, I, I was also seeing maybe a Florida team like Miami, but I feel like Miami's going to try to get a quarterback in the draft. So um, the Colts signing Philip Rivers to a one year. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like he's going to succeed with the Colts? Um, he had more weapons, I feel like, with the Chargers than he does with the Colts. Yeah, no, I think he'll be all right. Uh, it, it, I think he's going to do better than he did this last year, but I also think this is going to be his last year. Uh, I, I actually thought he would retire this offseason. So it's it was a bit of a shock to me. But um, the, I, the Colts seem to be trying to tool up, though. You know, they went out and traded for DeForest Buckner and uh, gave him a big contract. They got a lot of money to spend. So, you know, they brought back Costanza and, you know, they're bringing in Philip Rivers. It, it's looking like they're wanting to uh, maybe draft a quarterback in the you know second, third round, maybe one of the guys that flies under the radar, and they're trying to develop a guy, maybe. Um, but I, I was a little surprised that Philip got that much, twenty five million. Yeah, me too. With uh, the fact that that's what. Drew Brees is making now. Right. Except for over two years. Right. So uh, I guess uh, there's that, you know, you you want your guy in the locker room to be driving a Cadillac, not a beat-up Hyundai. Right. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Now, the Saints, Saints, sorry, the Saints, uh, they have re-signed Drew Brees to a two-year, like you said, uh, $50 million. Um, And then the back, who he wants was his backup, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, signed three years for $63 million with the Panthers. Um, so I'm almost thinking that's saying goodbye to Cam Newton, uh, really, and he's going to kind of be ready to go to another team as well. Yeah, they, they told him they were looking for trades for him. So I, I know uh, one of the big landing destinations for him was Chicago, 
but they actually traded for Nick Foles. So uh, that kind of put them out of there. And who knows? They might not even tra- end up trading them. And maybe Teddy Bridgewater's back up again. I know that's not what they planned. But, uh, I mean, I couldn't imagine them having to cut Cam Newton. But this is still pretty he- uh, quarterback-heavy league right 63 now. 63 million for three years? I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a hefty contract for a back 20 million. Yeah, no, I, I understand. And like I said, they got to do something, but it's hard to imagine them cutting Cam Newton. So. <laughs> right, right, and 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 also we we already knew about the Titans. They uh, re uh, signed Ryan Tannehill to a four year, one hundred eighteen mil. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I feel like um, that was a big mistake on the Titans' part. Uh, maybe they should have done one more year just to see if he's going to have a slump next year. Um, I do feel like the Titans are going to really regret this decision. Uh, I think it's a good, good deal. I, I don't think Tannehill. I, I think he's finally found an offense that he's comfortable with, and that allows him to use his legs the way he does. He's a powerful runner, Tim Tebow with an arm, if you will. Right-handed Tim Tebow with an arm. <laughs> so uh, I I I've never thought he was that bad. I was actually actually thought he was a decent quarterback stuck in a defunct offense with a defunct head coach and a defunct franchise. Sorry for using defunct so defunct and much, but <laughs> uh, I I, I like their moves. Uh, franchise tagging Derrick Henry was the best move. It's never smart to give a running back long-term money. Right. Um, they did uh, trade Jarrell Casey to the Broncos, which I feel is a bit questionable since they only got a seventh-round pick for him, but they immediately filled that hole with Vic Beasley. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he they gave him a one-year deal, so it's a prove-it contract too. So uh, I, I like the Titans' move so far. They're, I, I, I think – Paying Tannehill was the right move, and then also the Bears. You know, of course, you know they went to Nick. Uh, Nick Foles went to the Bears for a fourth round pick. Uh, Bears, uh, you know, to the Jaguars. Um, looks like the Bears uh, did restructure his uh, Foles, uh, you know, contract, but Jaguars still ate a lot of money for him uh, in dead money. Yeah, uh, Jacksonville is eating a lot of money this offseason. They're pretty much in a rebuild. Uh, they've already lost a lot of their key players. Uh, they're going broke in this draft. Uh, it's a good one to go broke in because it's uh, this is one of those drafts that helps you build your franchise for the future, kind of like how the Dallas Cowboys did it in their early 90s and late 80s. You know, they hit a bunch of drafts with a drunk bunch of draft picks. That's what they're doing is stockpiling them. So uh, the Bears, though, are, they're, you know – Getting to be a little the uh, getting to be a little empty on their draft picks, but they did go out and get Jimmy Graham, which should be interesting to see if he can resurrect his career. Right. I, even with Nick Foles there, I think um, it's Mitch Trubisky's job to lose. So it should it should be interesting. Uh, a little surprising, but. Right, let's uh, move on to some running backs here. Looks like the Falcons, well, first St. the uh, St. Louis Rams, sorry, the L.A. Rams have just released Todd Gurley, and he went with the Falcons and signed a one-year five million. And then we also have Melvin Gordon, who signed with the Broncos for a two-year sixteen million. Um, so, how do you feel about uh, Todd Gurley? Uh, you think he's going to shine in Atlanta? I know he has some bad knees um, that really affected his, uh, uh, you know, uh, playing uh, and with the Rams. Yeah, uh, they're definitely going to have to do a load management with him. I think uh, 
But I think they plan on throwing a lot there this year, which they've basically done the last, I don't know, ever since they've had uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, yeah Gurley ended up wanting to go home. Uh, I know there was that tweet by Des Bryant that stirred up the football world talking about Gurley to the Chiefs. But, I don't know, most of us here in Kansas City understood the cap situation and knew that probably wasn't going to happen. Right. And then also Mel- Melvin Gordon um, actually going to the Broncos. I feel like he did that on purpose uh, because he did set out on the franchise tag when uh, the Chargers uh, franchise tag and he did set out. But also, I feel like with Philip Lindsay and him in the background, that's going to be like a two-headed monster. It's really something that's going to be difficult to stop, especially for the Chiefs if we lose Chris Jones. Yeah, they're... They're definitely loading up their uh, running game to help out Drew Locke there. Uh, it should be a really fun team to watch run. It looks like maybe they're trying to do that San Francisco 49ers blueprint with three running backs because, you know, Royce Freeman is still on the team. They they're definitely they definitely got talent in the backfield. It should help them out. They've also – made trades to for acquisitions like uh, A.J. Boye and Jarrell Casey to help on the defensive side. So, uh, and then there's also Graham Glass now that's going to help out on the offensive line. The Broncos have made a lot of really good moves this offseason. Uh, probably counteract the Mahomes effect, but it should be fun to watch. Right, yeah, they definitely look like they're going to be the team to beat in the AFC West. Um, I'm really hoping they don't put up too much of a fight for the Chiefs, but, I mean, I feel like out of the AFC West that they've made the biggest splash when it comes to free agency. Yeah, really everybody has in the West other than the Chiefs. Uh, there's been, like, uh, the Raiders, they they went out and got Nelson Aguilar. So that, that was uh, – I, I feel like that's a Raider signing all the way. He's got some speed. But doesn't right. have great hands, known for dropping the ball. Right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, people with uh, like wide receivers here, um, now the Saints have signed Emmanuel Sanders to a two-year, sixteen million deal. That gives a great weapon for Drew Brees. I mean, I know they have Taysom Hill uh, that will do multiple things. If, uh, uh, but um, I think Emmanuel Sanders is definitely going to give that offense a big boost. Yeah, he's. It seems like he's trying to. Catch himself another Super Bowl, you know. Um, I, I think it's a good signing. Uh, I heard he took uh, less to play for the Saints. That's why I say I think he's going for another Super Bowl. He believes that Drew Brees can lead them uh, to the Super Bowl again. With and they got the weapons, man. They <laughs> they're loaded, you know. So uh, it, it would be nice, yeah, I think, for Drew Brees to have a weapon other than Mike Thomas. Yeah, definitely be a team to watch. You know, um, they they look like they're going to be exciting next year. Um, now, let's talk about this uh, trade. I wouldn't really call it out. I mean, it's more of a – I feel like it's a lopsided trade uh, with the Texans and the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals traded uh, for uh, the Texans wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins and a fourth-round pick for the running back David Johnson and a second and a fourth round pick. Uh, I really feel like um, the Cardinals got the best deal out of this one. Yeah, the Texans got fleeced on this one. Uh, We found out later on, though, that it it was probably because of the deteriorating relationship between Hopkins and uh, O'Brien that caused this trade. Um, But, yeah, Cardinals are definitely primed to make – uh, a splash this next year with Kyler Murray, 
looking promising. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's still on the team, and DeAndre Hopkins, that's going to give him a nice one-two punch. It's going to give him guys to throw to. And then the fact that they were get, able to get rid of that David Johnson contract, and that way they could bring back Kenyon Drake on the uh, transition tag. It, it was a great move. It's working out. Everything's working out for the Cardinals this offseason. They're kind of looking like this year's Browns. Oh, okay, okay. And also, um, looks like the Eagles, uh, they uh, traded for uh, Lions cornerback Darius Slay. Uh, looks like it was for a third round and a fifth round pick. Now, the Lions uh, have signed uh, Desmond Trufant uh, for two years and $21 million. Uh, Do you think that was an upgrade from Darius Slay, or do you feel like uh, it was a downgrade uh, with them cornerback position? I think it was a clear downgrade. Uh, but it wasn't terrible considering, you know, Matt Patricia's trying to do it his way there. So he's getting his guys in there. And that kind of showed with the fact that they went out and got a couple uh, Patriots this offseason with uh, Jamie Collins going there. And then they went out and uh, went made a trade for Deron Harmon from the Patriots as well. So, uh it, though it might not have been an upgrade, clearly Matt Patricia didn't like Darius Slay. They were already talking about trading him last year. So, I mean, that I think the reason you didn't see him get too much for him is because those talks were already there. They were already planning on moving, moving on from him. Right. And also the Chargers, they definitely upgraded uh, their backfield here with Chris Harris Jr. Two years, 20 mil, and it looks like, uh, Dolphins signed cornerback Byron Jones for five years, $82.5 million. Now, I feel like uh, uh, the Dolphins, I, I feel like Byron Jones is uh, not $82.5 million worthy. Um, I really don't. I know he was a first-round pick, but I, he, I just I feel that he's not going to pro, you know, produce. Um, he's going to definitely have down season, down years. Uh, and the Chargers, I feel Chris Harris is – Feels like he has something to prove. Uh, so I feel like he signed with the Chargers, um, you know, because he gets to he gets to verse the Broncos twice a year. Yeah, I think that definitely played a role. It's kind of funny when it looks like the Broncos and Chargers just switched players with Melvin Gordon and Chris Harris. That that would have been a decent trade, you know. So um, uh, I think. Uh, I, I like Chris Harris Jr., but he's more of a nickel, especially at this point in his career. I guess he's only 30 years old, but as a cornerback, that gives you maybe two more years of, you know, not not prime, but just after your prime. So and Byron Jones is younger. That's why he drew more money. Um, and the best free agents usually tend to get overpaid just because everybody wants them. Uh, I actually think that was a pretty good move by the Dolphins, pairing him with uh, Xavier Howard. Uh, it should be pretty, pretty good coverage back there for them. I think they're 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 primed to step up. They went out and got Jordan Howard for their backfield and signed Eric Flowers, which he's poor pass blocker but a good run blocker. Right. So uh, they they tooled up on the defense also with uh, Kyle Van Noy and and even uh, bringing in former chief Emmanuel Ogba. So I, I like the moves that the Dolphins are making this offseason. Right. Those cornerbacks, I, I like both of those moves. I think Chris Chris Harris Jr. will do good with the Chargers. I wish the Chiefs could have got him, especially right. us losing Kendall Fuller, but, you know. 
And I feel the Broncos are definitely making a splash. Or Broncos, I'm sorry. The Dolphins are definitely making a splash this year. Um, you know, and so they're definitely, no pun intended, I guess. <laughs> right. But I just, um, uh, they are they are making moves. Um, you know, but the other one making moves is the Colts. You know, that we got them with Phillip Rivers. Uh, now, and also they traded a first-round pick to the 49ers for their defensive tackle, DeForest Buckner, um, which I feel is a great, I, it was a great move. Uh, it looks like that the Colts are ready to win it now. They're, you know, they're not really building up. They want to win now. That's why they got the quarterback. Uh, they're trading, you know, first round picks for certain players. Is because I feel like they're in the win now mode. Yeah, they they definitely have some tools. If it weren't for Andrew Luck retiring last season, they would have been last year too. So, uh, I really, I guess. Rivers is kind of a stop league. Of course, Frank Wright, him being a former quarterback and, you know, playing some big games in the playoffs in his career, you know, with, with him playing for Buffalo. Um, I think he's, I think he's primed and ready to make a run. And he, they show, they're showing it with the guys that they're getting and the guys that they're making sure they bring back. They got lots of room. So there's, we could still see another big move from them. And what about the Vikings signing uh, defensive tackle Michael Pierce? Now, uh, Pierce was a solid force for the Rams, um, especially in the run defense. Um, now, I know they extended uh, Kirk Cousins' uh, uh, contract, which I, you know how I feel on that. I'm, I don't feel he's that kind of worthy to get that. Um, not consistent enough for me. But, you know, it looks like they're trying to stack up on defense to, you know, help make a run in the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, uh, the, I I I, I kind of question some of their their moves in the off season uh, with extending uh, Kirk Cousins and then trading Stephon Diggs. Pierce is a good move. Uh, he should help st- uh, shore up the run defense, but they did lose uh, D tackle there uh, free agency as well. So uh, I'm not I'm not a big fan of their moves this year. I, uh, who knows what direction they're going up there in Minnesota? It, uh, they did make it to the uh, divisional round last year in the playoffs, but I, I think I feel like that was more fluky. Even though they are they were coming off a couple seasons of good football, I just I don't see the direction that they're going. They're moving on from a lot of players. I guess maybe they're going to try and build to the draft some more. Uh, I don't know. Right. And also, you know, the Browns are trying to make a splash as well. You know, they got tied in Austin Hooper for four years, 44 million. They also signed right tackle uh, Jack Conklin for three years, 42 mil uh, as a right tackle here. It looks like they're trying to beef up on offense. Um, Do you think that uh, they're going to stick with um, the quarterback? Uh, Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, All right. No but um, do you uh, feel like the, the you know they're beefing up the you know the offense around him? Do you think he's the go-to guy still, and they're just trying to make it better, or uh, because he has a lot of weapons already? I'll just say it's his job for now. They did uh, go out and get Case Keenum, so uh, Case is coming off a couple years where he was billed as the starter, or a few years actually. So uh, he he hasn't exactly done. Great, but they definitely got insurance for Baker Mayfield. So, uh, and the, the fact that they got a tackle as well that that shows. And they're trying to add weapons with Austin Hooper. Um, they they're moving on from uh, Demetrius Harris, the former Chief. 
I'd like to see him back in Kansas City, but uh, nothing yet. And then they got themselves a couple safeties, Joseph Andrews and Dejo. So they're they're working on the offense. I, I definitely think all those offenses are directly related to Baker Mayfield. But I, I, I wouldn't say that that's because it's his job no matter what. That in that with with the acquisition of Case Keenum. And this is what this one right here, the Raiders signed linebacker Corey Littleton for three years, thirty-six mil. Um, I really think that was probably uh, like one of their best signings. Um, you know, they um, are in a uh, very strong. Uh, you know, they're 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 really in a strong division. Um, so they need to really pack up on defense, especially when you have like a power uh, offense like the Chiefs have. Um, even you know, if if even if the Chargers get a great quarterback, uh, they would be a powerhouse as well. Yeah, uh, they they also went out and got Eli Apple, so. Uh... They're definitely trying to make a move to counter the Mahomes effect. Uh, and, and, and then the one that really shocked a lot of people, and this is really just one of those splash moves because they're trying to, you know, make a name for themselves in their new town. But they went out and got Jason Witten. Who would have right. thought they would have pulled him away from the Cowboys? That just that shocked me. Uh, and then the, also, obviously, the acquisition of Marcus Mariota. Where, I mean – is he a backup, or are they they looking to try and you know see what he could do against uh, Derek Carr if he pushes Derek Carr, or if, he, or if he steals the job? I feel they they both aren't very good. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, the so, little adage, you know, if you got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Right, and Mar- Marcus Mariota. I mean, when he was with the Texans last year, he you know in, in the playoffs, uh, I know against the Chiefs he had one, which was a wild catch. Um, so he didn't really play a whole lot. He just ran the ball, you know, four or five yards, yeah. uh, and you never seen him again. So I don't, I'm not really sure what they're thinking on that. I don't know if uh, – <laughs> There's always that stain on our memory from uh, – was that 2017 playoffs? <laughs> right. Where he threw the touchdown pass to himself. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And uh, also um, – oh, yeah, I, I did want to touch bases, you know, with the whole um, – uh, with the whole DeAndre Hopkins um, trade here. Um, it looks like the Texans, Texans did uh, sign wide receiver Randall Cobb to a three years, $27 million. I don't know what they were trying to do, if they're trying to make Randall Cobb take Hopkins' place, um, or if they're going to get – I wonder if they're going to keep Fuller in the, in the slot. Uh, you know, I'm really not too sure um, how their wide receiver core is looking, um, you know, putting Randall Cobb in the number one position. Um, I don't feel like he's a number one wide receiver. Yeah, they paid him like he was. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. It's I, I kind of feel like they could probably could have addressed that in the draft this year with it being so heavy a wide receiver. But, uh, I mean, just good for him. I, mean, I, I heard that Randall Cobb took less to play for them than, like, Dallas, staying in Dallas or something. So I thought he would have been a bit back, back with the Packers, but there's definitely a hole there in Houston now, so it's a, it's a good opportunity for him. So I, I, I think it's not bad. It, there's, a, there's a lot of rumors going around right now that Deshaun Watson might be going to the Patriots, so. Oh really? <laughs> I I I I heard that. Um, I didn't really know how how true that is. Um, even but I know they just signed or have Hoyer, 
Um, but, you know, I mean, if you remember how he played against the Chiefs when he was with the Texans, uh, he was horrible. Yeah, a, well, he's not anybody that we're probably going to see starting this year unless Jared Stidham ends up being just complete garbage. I don't think New England's going to know who their starting quarterback is until the end of preseason this year. So it, it could be interesting. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think they have the tools to go out and get uh, a Deshaun Watson. Even throwing first round picks at him, I, I just don't think there's enough that you can throw at him that to make the Texans take that deal. But I mean, I guess there was the DeAndre Hopkins thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um... And also, it looks like uh, just, uh, you know, with the Chiefs related, it looks like Kendall Fuller uh, signed with the Redskins for four years here. Um, You know, I know we got him in the whole uh, Alex Smith trade um, for the Redskins. Now he goes back to the team he was playing for. Um, You think he maybe took a hometown discount on that one? Probably. and Not necessarily hometown. I mean, they are from the Northeast up there. They they put uh, all their Fuller brothers played their college football in Virginia and stuff because that's where they're from. So, um, yeah, he was. I guess it's worked out. I thought he would be a cornerback for the future, you know. It's worked out that he was basically a rental player. And, uh, <laughs> we didn't have to pay a huge steep price for him or anything, and we, got, we also got that second-round pick in that deal. So, I – I'm a little disappointed. I thought we were going to bring him back. I thought he did good, especially in the playoffs last year. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's all right. I, we're going to have to find somebody, though, and I'm guessing we're going to do it through the draft. All right. So let's – I just want to play a little game here with you, Polly. So um, I'm going to I'm gonna ask you uh, a few questions, and I want your honest opinion here. Uh, out of all the quarterbacks that have signed so far, which one do you think will make uh, the biggest impact on their team? Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, 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 Ryan Tannehill. I feel like he doesn't show a whole lot of leadership. Um, I, I think, I think that offense fits him like a glove. And I, I, you know, I'm thinking back on my answer now. I wish I would have said Tom Brady because <laughs> I think that he instantly makes them uh, Super Bowl contenders. But uh, I think Tannehill. I think the difference Tennessee could have been this year with with. Tannehill versus without Tannehill minus Tom Brady in the equation. I think that's like probably the biggest difference because I, I he just fits so well and it showed last year and you know, it's not like they lost any of their important pieces on offense other than Conklin. So uh, I, I definitely feel like he's going to have a good year for them. Right. And what about, all right. So let's talk about people who aren't signed yet. Who do you think, the teams are asleep on. Who do you think that there hasn't signed yet or with any team? Who do you think is the best one out there that people are maybe not wanting to sign? You feel like, you know, he's going to have a great year next year to whoever that he signs with. Uh, right now, it's probably Davion Clowney. It's surprising that nobody's gotten him yet. He's at, He's clearly asking for big, big money or somebody would have gotten him by now. But, uh, He's a big name still out there, and there's there's teams still with plenty of money to spend. So uh, I, I think I still think he's going to land back with Seattle. I think that's why Seattle let him test the market because 
they knew he was asking for too much, so they figured they'd let him check the market out, and he no, realized I, that he was asking too much. And right, he was right. Ended up coming back with them. So. Smart, smart plan. Yeah, smart, right. smart idea. Um, all right. Well, we do appreciate everything here. Um, now, do you have any more um, that you would like to speak about, Polly? Is there any one that you feel like uh, should deserve a little bit more attention? Well, I, I definitely uh, feel like uh, Baltimore this offseason has done a lot of a lot of good things to help add to their defense. You know, they they clearly were scorned by that playoff loss to the uh, Titans last year. So they went out and they they retooled their defensive line, bringing in guys like Michael Brockers from St. Louis. He's a run stopper and pretty good one too. And then going and trading a fifth round pick, what a steal for Calais Campbell. So right. I mean that they're they're both going to shore up the run defense, mm-hmm. and then they also uh, franchise tag Matthew Judon. A lot of people thought he was going to go make big money somewhere else. So I think they've definitely done a great job this year of retooling their defense. I, and they were already the best team in football last year according to their record. So uh, and also uh, another another team. And I'm I'm kind of glad they they're not just folding. I think that this kind of shows that they're they're going out there and they're going to draft Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals. They went and uh, signed DJ Reader, which is one of the best run stuffers in, in free agency this year, um, and then uh, also signed Trey Wayne's uh, as a cornerback. Uh, I think those are both good moves. They they definitely needed to do something to save face right here. You don't want a guy like Joe Burrow saying he doesn't want to play for your team. Right. So that, I think that was a good move, making that move. And, uh, you know, it's 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 important to keep that, that look that, you know, you're not just folding, you know, like the Dolphins did last year. And I, I really think the fact that they didn't just fold for, for the number one overall draft pick, I think that did wonders for the team moving forward. Like, I, I feel like they're so much better set up for the fact that the team did not fold last year. And then, you know, with this year, with all their free agency money, and they're going out and getting guys. What I mean, I think they've had a great offseason. I think they could possibly win eight, nine games next year. So uh, those are the teams that I really like. Their moves uh, – even the Giants had a couple good ones, James Bradbury and Blake Martinez. So, so top three, so top three uh, uh, teams that made the biggest moves uh, that you feel uh, that were that, that that did the most in free agency so far. Well, uh, I'm going to say the Bucks because Tom Brady. That's the biggest move out of all the free agents, uh, and and then retaining their uh, edge guys, Shaq Barrett and J- Jason Pierre-Paul. That was that was big, and they want to have some kind of defense to, for Tom Brady there. So uh, I, I really like the Bucks, uh, Dolphins, and then probably the Broncos. Man, they've they've done a lot of move, a lot of things to move up in the division. Well, thank you, Polly. All right, if you disagree with Polly, go ahead and go to our page. Let me and, know about it, and then comment. <laughs> if you agree with them, disagree with them, anyway, uh, definitely go to our page and uh, just put it on our wall here. If you agree or disagree, we do appreciate you. 
Thank you. My name is Eric. My name is Paul. And you've been listening to Kingdom City Sports. You have a great night. Kingdom City Sports. My name is Eric. My name is Polly. And we do thank you guys for listening in. Um, much There was so much great feedback. Um, also, uh, we definitely take everything, what people are saying to heart, and we want to make sure that we turn this into the best podcast possible. That's right. Uh, I'm, we're real excited. We're going we're gonna to pump a little more energy into the broadcast, maybe. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what we end up doing. All right. Well, today... Um, just a little bit about ourselves. We are definitely big cheese fans. Been cheese fans for over 30 years. So we're going to talk a little bit about cheese today. Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about how long we've been fans of the Chiefs. Uh, we're going to talk about the Chiefs free agents. Uh, potentially, you know, who we're going to cut. Who's going to stay. Uh, yeah, we, we, we're we also going to talk about little Pat Mahomes and Chris Jones, too. Yeah, and... You know, definitely being Chiefs fans for so long, um, we've been through the hand-me-down San Francisco quarterbacks, and we've been through the really good defenses, but the lousy offenses, or the really good offenses, but the lousy defenses. Yeah, it would seem like it never ending on the San Francisco quarterbacks. I mean, <laughs> it was Steve DeBerg, and then, uh, what, Steve Bono, and... Elvis Gerbeck. Joe Montana. (laughs) Joe Montana. I can't believe I missed that. And (laughs) and then Alex Smith. It's like, it's it's just never ending, it seems like. You know, so it's great to finally have a a true fixture at quarterback. It's it's an unbelievable feeling. Like, I know how the Colts felt, you know. Right. And I definitely feel the same way, especially about Pat Mahomes. Um, I never really went out and got me an actual... Chiefs quarterback jersey. Uh, Mahomes is actually the first one that I have got, and uh, I'm very proud of that jersey. Um, <clears throat> a lot of heartaches, a lot of headaches, a lot of tears for that jersey. But, you know, what we want to do is we want to make Mahomes stay long-term. Um, you know, the contract's coming up. Um, I heard a lot of rumors just stating that um, he um, could take the hometown discount. He really does like it here. Um, I'm thinking, a lot of people are thinking, you know, 40 a year, 40 mil. They're taking a uh, uh, $200,000, a million dollar contract. Yeah. I'm thinking 150 if if he goes to the hometown discount. Yeah, I, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll go that low or what, it, what he'll end up asking for. Um, I think he'll do the hometown discount, but I mean... Who knows with the new C- CBA? It's it's a lot of red tape there. Um, like it, the salary cap is gonna go up big time with the new CBA. So it, that means players will get paid more now. So if we're if we're gonna get this uh, deal done this year pre new CBA, well, it might look a little higher even if it is a hometown discount. 
it might look like high, like four forty million, but like once the new CBA is done, like guys might be asking for forty five, forty eight. Oh know? wow! Right, and I mean, right now, I mean, with Chris Jones uh, and Mahomes, uh, we don't have a lot of money in the cap. No, it, it it's not much, but it's gonna go up with the new league uh, year and. You know, there's guys that we need to cut. Like, uh, I mean, Sam, Sammy Watkins, of course, the first one that comes to mind, making fourteen million. Uh, uh, that that's not that we can cut to make space. There's only seven of that's dead money. So that that's a that's a big one. It, it creates space right away, and that, that's like two or three players maybe. That that put gives us the room for uh, Chris Jones. So do you think uh, Chris Jones, uh, you know, we did franchise tag him. Do you think that uh, we'll use him in the draft uh, to maybe uh, get another pick? Uh, do you think that we'll trade him to get another pick in 2021? Well, there's there's a there's a lot of talk about the trade. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not real excited about it because I, I love Chris Jones, man. He's an elite pass rushing defensive tackle and he's I mean he's still good on the run but he's just he stands out in the pass rush and he's worth that money it's just we don't have the room to pay him with the fact that we've got to give Mahomes a huge contract as well we're paying Tyreek Hill you know it's there's a lot of players getting paid uh, that's taking up that salary but We'll see how much it goes up, and that that what it goes up is gonna kind of also counteract the fact that it's gonna be more uh, players on every team. So if all right, but you know, like Mahomes, he's gonna take you know like the hometown discount to be able to take that. Now, to me, I feel like if he takes the hometown discount, that it's gonna make a lot of other players look selfish, you know, uh, because he has done a lot and his three years, but, you know, two of those years being starters. He's done a, a, a lot, and he's at, he would be asking for uh, more of, you know, less money for the type of talent he has. Well, I, I think it's it's clear that Pat Mahomes wants to be the GOAT. So, And Tom Brady has managed to avoid any issues in the locker room when that when it came to that as well. He he never, there was never anything, any kind of mention of, you know, making him making the other guys look greedy. You know, he wants them to get their money. He knows that quarterback's the highest paid position in the NFL. So he's just like, you know, like, I'll make as much as you guys too, you know? Right. <laughs> and, you know, and out of the, you know, the highest paid quarterbacks, um, I know there's Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, but I feel like, you know, like, players like Carson Wentz, who's in the top five, who's getting paid. I don't feel like he's an elite quarterback that should be getting paid top pay. I do feel maybe he needs to make more than Carson Wentz, but, you know, I don't know if he's going to want, you know, going to make exactly what Russell's making, maybe a little bit more. Um, I do believe that Russell is the one of the highest paid quarterbacks. So to be able to go in and and look at that and be like, you know, he's the highest paid. Do we get this amount? Do I go over? Do I go under? Um, or is he going to go off a plane? Like, you know, Russell Wilson, he does. He does make players around him, you know, have talent. Absolutely. Um, 
He's he's definitely an elite playmaker. Um, I'll tell you what, Pat Mahomes definitely needs to make more than Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think we proved that in the Super Bowl. Uh, but, yeah, uh, so uh, I think he's – at this moment, he's probably going to make more than Russell Westbrook, but a lot of that is because of the new CBA, I feel like. Um, they, they know it's coming up, and they know that it's going to be more room. So, but the contracts to come in the future, like when Lamar Jackson signs his contract, like that's gonna that's gonna be with the new CBA. He might end up making more than Mahomes, you know. And I'm okay with that because <laughs> that right. just helps the team out, you know. Right, right. And you know, I I feel like you know with with you know the the draft coming up. Um, you know, and there's the trade starts. Is there any um, surprise players you feel like won't we won't see next year? I mean, you know, Sammy Watkins does come to mind. Um, so I I feel like that's a given. So you know, is there anybody that you'd be surprised to get cut? That uh, could? Yeah, uh, I would be really surprised. Um, but it it also kind of makes sense why he might be is uh, uh, Lauren Duvernay Tardif, the doctor. Okay. Yeah. It's possible that's uh, he creates almost almost five million in contract, uh, in salary cap, if we if we cut him. So he's he's been good when he's been in there, and he I wouldn't say great, but he has been pretty good. Um, but he's been injured a lot. He's right. Missed games in the last two or three seasons. What about Eric Fisher? I mean, he's getting paid what like fourteen mil. Um, what do you feel about Eric Fisher? Like, um, I don't feel like, I mean, yes, he was on a Super Bowl caliber team, but there was a lot of times that Mahomes had to run outside the pocket because the pocket had caved. We don't have the best offensive line. So how, you know, wouldn't it be um, uh, possible if Eric Fisher would get cut or do you think they're just going to keep him and, and move on to the next season? I, th- I, I think we need him because uh, – with Mahomes, the way he sets up the uh, with with the way he moves in the pocket, he sets up he sets up the pass rush on himself, so he knows how to counter it, you know. And uh, having guys that are familiar, especially at the at the edge, like uh, like so, Mahomes will fake like he's going outside mm-hmm. to get the pass rusher to go outside, and then he'll step in right. back into the pocket. And then slide up past them. Okay. And having guys that know that he, how to do that, how to work that, and know that he's doing that and setting that up for him, knowing having that, I think is important. Even if he is just a good blocker, he's another one of those guys that's good, not not great, but uh, he, he. I feel like he's an important piece. I I would be disappointed if we let him go. All right, yeah, and, and I feel like, you know, Eric Fisher, me personally, I don't I don't feel he has lived up to the hype. Um, Absolutely not, Absolutely. So, but, I mean, we can see, and, you know, definitely they got, I do, you know, there's a couple of rumors in the first round they're going to be drafting an offensive line. Um, that, again, is just rumors, but, I mean, I can see it happening if there's a great offensive lineman that's there in the first round. Yeah, if they do that, it'd probably be like a guard or something like that. Um, I don't think it would be to fill the Eric Fisher hole because we still have uh, Andrew Wiley that uh, that's up for contract, and we have Stefan Wisniewski. 
they both kind of filled the same role at different times last year. Um, Wisniewski was in there at, at during the Super Bowl run through the playoffs. Yeah. And he was a big he. It was a big lift actually. But uh, Wiley, it's like it's hard to tell which one if if they do keep one of them. Uh, Wisniewski would be a one year deal. Who knows what Wiley would get? It's uh, it's hard to tell. But uh, they both played about as well, having similar uh, PFF scores. So right. But it wouldn't be it wouldn't be too bad an idea to upgrade that either. It would help the run game probably. I don't know. Yeah, and you feel, um, and do you feel like what's our biggest? What is what? What do we need to have the biggest upgrade in? What position do you feel uh, that we should uh, really focus on in the draft? Um, you know, really focus on with this off season. I'm gonna say cornerback because uh, because of the fact that we have so many up for uh, free agency. I don't think we're gonna bring uh, hardly any of them back. It's not looking like. Uh, Breland's probably going to ask too much, and he's only had a couple good years here and there, so it's it's hard to pay a guy coming right off a great year to a big contract that's never consistently done it. Right, right. Yeah, he is, I feel like he's going to ask for way too much money as well. And I feel like, you know, he's going to he's going to be out of our price range. I do feel like some team will give him that money because he was on a Super Bowl team. They'll look at the experience. Um and the big I, I, plays and the right. big plays, yeah. I mean, yeah, he did get the, uh, like, you know, with Breland, uh, he did get the interception uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, he played, you know, pretty well. Uh, he, he wasn't consistent throughout the year. He kind of went to that next level at the end of the season um, into the playoffs, but it seems like that's when the players really stepped up. I mean, Sammy Watkins did the same thing. You know, he just kind of like go. You know, he was ghost throughout the season except the first two games, and now he's back. You know, you know, tagging up with Mahomes. Yeah, everybody stepped up after after that loss against the Titans. Mahomes' first game back, that was a that was a tough loss. Nobody expected that. And, you know, I mean, except for the fact that we have bad history, like record against the Titans. For some reason, Andy. Or the Chiefs, <laughs> they're all bad. Right. But um, so it was, it was a big loss, and it was the turn, it was a turning point for the rest of the team, because you know we're no, we're known for having good special teams, and you know, and our special teams failed that day on a couple different field goals, and you know, the the rest of the team just decided they to step it up, I guess, you know, and everybody really had a good. Good run there at the end. Right. I mean, the Titans had a great run. You know, they beat, uh, you know, they beat uh, uh, the Patriots and they beat Baltimore. So they had a great run. Um, no one expected them to do what they did. And uh, now they're in kind of a bind with uh, Henry and, and Tannehill. You know, which one are they going to franchise tag? I believe they're going to franchise tag Henry. Uh, and let Tannehill kind of look, you know, maybe look for somewhere else to go, maybe get that paycheck he's wanting. Yeah, um, I I feel like uh, probably the better money is at the quarterback. You know, it's it just it's hard to pay a running back, especially with who's been around as the league as long. You know, guys aren't known for you know carrying the ball that many times and. 
being able to do it for a long time. It's just, it's hard to pay a guy big money whenever, you know, you don't really know how much tread's left on the tire. Right, yeah, because you don't see, you don't really see any running back lasting very long. I mean, it's, I mean, Emmitt's probably the one I, I come to mind lasting the longest, uh, Emmitt Smith. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you don't really see even like Jamal Charles, you know, he went to the Broncos and just didn't do well. Uh, you know, the too much, you know, uh, too much grind on his knees. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you you don't see a running back have that much, long, you know, longer career after the fifth-year option or the fourth year to extend that contract like you can with a uh, quarterback or a wide receiver. So I, do, I don't feel a running back should get paid, you know, uh, millions of dollars, you know, after they've had a couple of great years because a lot of running backs after that contract really fall off. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean that's a, that's a good way to think of it to give them the franchise tag. You know, um, if they if they give him the franchise tag, he's probably not going to want to play on it. But I mean, it would be wasting a prime year of his career, and who knows how many more he has. You know, it, it seems like if he if he goes the route of like Jerome Bettis, you know, like he can have a long career, but it's hard to tell. Right, yeah, but Jerome Bettis, he was he was a house. You know? <laughs> he was, he was. He was very good. Very definitely good. a bust, that's for damn sure. Right. All right, now back to the Chiefs. Sorry, we do get sidetracked sometimes, but we do appreciate it. Um, let's go back to the running back situation, though. Uh, so Williams, the running back for the Chiefs, uh, do we keep him? Does he go? Um, do we draft somebody? I know we have Darwin Thompson, you know, uh, as a um, an option as well. Yeah, uh, with the way Damian Williams performed in the playoffs, um, and he was really good at times whenever he was healthy uh, this last year. He averaged 4.5 yards per carry and had uh, seven total touchdowns during the regular season. So he was the best running back that we had this year as compared to LaShawn McCoy. He had pretty good numbers too, though. Yeah, but also Williams got a lot more touches than like Thompson did. Uh, so, of course, he's going to have better numbers. But also, he did uh, really show out in the Super Bowl as well. Yeah, that Super Bowl might be what his saving grace because he had the had a big game in the biggest game of his career. So uh, it, it's I think we're gonna pick up the club option on him. Uh, you know, okay. I, I I wouldn't want to let him walk. Uh, and you know, so I think he, him maybe draft a running back because it is pretty deep running back class this year too. Right. So. Yeah. And Damian Wilson is also on a club contract as well, correct? Yeah, he's he's also got the club uh, the club option also. Um, so the Chiefs will probably pick him up because he had a pretty good year, um, but he could save potentially four and a half million by not by not bringing him back. Right. And what about cornerbacks? I know um, Breland. Um, also, um, I know. Um, um, we're going to have, uh, he's going to want a huge contract. Um, and Kendall Fuller, um, he's not going to be cheap either, I don't feel like. So do you feel that there's going to be a big need with, uh, are we going to keep one of them or are we going to let both of them go? How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, I'm feeling like there's there's definitely going to be a need because I don't see us bringing Bashad Breland back, even though he had a really good year. He just, uh I just don't think it's within our contract constraints. Uh, Kendall Fuller, I think, will be uh, much more affordable. He, he's he's really 
pretty quiet during the regular season. He made some nice plays in the playoffs, but he didn't do a whole lot during the regular season uh, in 11 games. He was a good tackler with 49 in the sack, but only two pass deflections, no interceptions. Right, and also we get Juan Thornhill back, which will be great. I mean, he I, I thought he played really well uh, until he got hurt. Yeah, um, it's not real sure when he's going to be back this year, but at some point he he had a pretty bad knee injury at the end of the year last year. So he'll try and rehab it, and we'll see how soon he gets back. Right, because, I mean, he would be re- he's a big part of our defense, really. I mean, we do have Dirty Dan back there. But I believe, you know, with him, I mean, he did, uh, he was great in the postseason. He was great uh, in the Super Bowl. Um, so I don't know how that's going to work out with him as well. Yeah, Dan Sorensen, he's another potential uh, salary cap casualty uh, because he's, he would bring in an extra four and a half, uh, four and a quarter million, I believe, actually, uh, into uh, our salary cap. But, you're right. He he played such a pivotal role in, in a lot of our games down the line last year. Uh, that first game at the Chargers, he made the game-clinching interception. And, and then it, he kind of rolled that success into the next few games and had made some plays. But I, he, he, was, he came up really big in the Super Bowl, uh, in the playoffs. He made those huge plays against the Texans. You got to bring him back. Yeah, and also in the draft, I feel like we need to focus on the linebackers. Um, we've never really had a very strong linebacker core. Um, and also, Reggie Ragland is going to be a free agent this year. So how do you feel in the draft, um, like in the first round, getting a linebacker or, or even possibly getting a cornerback in that position? Yeah, uh, Ragland, uh, he's, he's a guy that... He could be pretty cheap, but uh, it might not just make sense for us to bring him back whenever we could uh, get a much cheaper option. He had a pretty good year in pass defense this year. Uh, he, he he only gave up a 73.5 rating uh, to quarterbacks when they threw against him. So that's, that's pretty good. He had a couple sacks and 30 tackles. Uh, but you can't really pay a backup linebacker what he's wanting probably he's probably gonna want about two or three million it's hard to pay back up that right what about our defensive line um i know you know uh we talked about um jones being franchise tagged uh i know that mike pinnell wants to become a chief um i mean he's been very vocal about it that he wants to stay here so how do we feel i mean great run stopper um you know i mean yes if we do trade uh chris jones I mean, we're going to need somebody to fill up that hole. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, just to give you an idea, of course, he got a lot of these numbers while uh, Chris Jones was hurt, but he had 24 tackles. He had a sack, two tackles for loss, and that was in eight games. I mean, he he made a big difference, and he wasn't starting in all those games either. So uh, he he made a big difference on the defense. He kind of helped there at the end shift our defense to – a laughing stock against the run to a respectable team against the run. Right. I mean, he did work work his tail off uh, with uh, versus the Titans. Uh, I mean, the whole defense did uh, did a fabulous job. Uh, for you know, I'll be honest. For the first part of the year, I didn't know if we were going to gel or not. Um, but we really did at the end of the year when it counted. And 
uh, to get all the momentum all the way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, he, he definitely played a pivotal role. Uh, a lot, a lot of guys played big roles in in the swing. Frank Clark. Uh, turning his season around, even uh, signing uh, Terrell Suggs there at the end, he he had a nice little run with us. Um, he he actually had a pretty decent year last year when you combine his Cardinal stats too. Uh, there, there's questions that maybe he retired, maybe uh, he got his last Super Bowl ring, he just won another one, and he's going to retire. But I think the talent's still there, but I don't think we're we're going to re-sign him. Right, yeah, I don't think we would resign him as well. Um, I feel like he might retire. Um, you know, I, I just feel like he's going to possibly retire with his age. He's already got that Super Bowl. Go out on top. You know, that's the way I feel. Um, you know, he is older, um, especially um, he's very old in football years. Um, just really, I feel like just retire and, you know, just enjoy it and enjoy the that Super Bowl. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to tell that to a, a, a dog of a defensive lineman or defensive or outside linebacker edge rusher. You know, those guys are dogs, man. They they like to play to the end, man. Uh, you know, uh, who's it? Uh, J- Julius Peppers, he played a long, long time. Yeah. And Bruce Smith and just – it's a different mentality. Those guys, speed doesn't – loss of speed doesn't affect their game as much. Right, right. Now let's move on to the sausage. Okay, yeah. uh, Anthony Sherman. Um, I know he's a free agent. Uh, you know, and, and this year, um, I feel like we do need to sign him. I feel like maybe one or two more years, uh, and then he'll possibly retire. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I kind of, you know, hold a hold him kind of affectionate because we share the same last name. You know, so. I, I would really like to see him bring him back. He's been great for so long for us. Uh, and his uh, his uh, training camp antics, you know, the, <laughs> he's shown up a couple times crazy. Yeah, he definitely um, does show out, especially during training camp when everyone gets there. Um, every year he comes into something different, wears something different. Uh, always very patriotic, though. Um, and it's, it's really fun to just, you know, and, Get excited to see what's going to happen this year. Is he going to, you know, come back and play a couple more years? Um, I know a lot of teams really don't have fullbacks anymore. Uh, so it's crazy that some use, like, tight ends. It's, you know, he's so his position is really not at a demand. Yeah, and even uh, the offense this year, it just seemed like we used him less than we have in the past. You know, he's had a couple real – Real good years where he he did get involved in the offense, but uh, most of those were with um, Alex Smith at the helm. So uh, we we've got we've got a different type of offense, and I think Andy's just playing to his strengths. And but it's just always great to have a guy that can lead block like that for your running back. He's he he's the one that sprung the touchdown for Damian Williams in the Super Bowl. The one that capped it off. Oh, okay, yeah, so. And also, um, last but not least, let's talk about the quarterback position. Um, I know Matt Moore, I know Henny are both free agents. Do we go and get somebody that has seen the system before, um, you know, or as a backup, or do we sign one of them? Do we sign Moore and let Henny go? Do we sign Henny and let Moore go? Yeah, I think you uh, signed Matt Moore here. He he did really good as a backup for Pat Mahomes this last year. Uh, I mean, there's questions that maybe he retires again. But I think if there's a need for him, he'll, he'll be in the NFL. I think he kind of feels like that. 
with and especially being friends with uh, Andy Reid uh, and Chad Henney. Uh, he just he hasn't looked as good as as Matt Moore did in those two games. Like since he's been our backup, he's looked all right here and there, but he's just never really gotten the chance. He's thirty four years old. He's only getting older. Uh, I I don't even know if he'll be on a team this year. And on to the question of the day here. If you go to www.facebook.com forward slash Kingdom City Sports, and we're going to discuss Robinson, Demarcus Robinson. Um, we know that he is a free agent this year. So will the Chiefs sign Robinson? What is your input on this uh, here, Bali? Uh, yeah, I, I don't really see us signing him, but... Uh... It could be interesting with the fact that Sammy Watkins is leaving, or pro- probably leaving because of that uh, $14 million. But um, we're definitely going to have a whole wide receiver if we don't sign one or at least one of these two guys back. Right. Well, and again, uh, if you go down to our Facebook here, and do you think Demarcus Robinson will be back with the Chiefs? Do you think we can afford him? Do you think he's going to take the hometown gist, hometown discount, or is he going to want the money? Uh, again, um, yes or no down on our uh, Facebook feed. It'd be greatly appreciated. Again, this is Kingdom Sports. My name is Eric. My name is Paul. And we'll see you next time. to the very first season, very first episode of Kingdom City Sports. My name is Eric, and I have my co-host, Polly. How you doing, Eric? I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. Um, today, I think we're going to start off by talking about free agent quarterbacks. Um, we do have a mini this year, which I think possibly um, that can make an effect. Um, you know, quarterbacks going to different teams. Um, there's going to be quarterbacks that we never thought would be in another uh, team's uniform, which is kind of crazy to me. Um with how many quarterbacks this year that we have in free agency? Yeah, this year we're uh, we're looking at potentially the biggest shakeup at quarterback. You know, uh, there's so many big names out there, so many so many teams looking. You know, you got the draft, uh, but there's so many free agents and big names too, like Tom Brady. I mean, that's a big one, man. That is a big one, and I've always thought I would see Tom Brady in a Patriots uniform. Um, he has definitely given him like the hometown discount. Um, you've never seen Tom Brady really. You've never seen him um, in the top five of the highest paid quarterbacks. He's always taken a hit on his payroll just to add weapons around him, which I feel like that's very fascinating and very smart. That's why he has six Super Bowl rings. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. That's that's played a huge role. I mean. It's big, and he's he's probably going to look for that big money this time, you know, since he's passed so many years, you know. And so many teams are going to be chomping at the bit for him, so it's going to be a bidding war, and you know he's going to get paid this time. Oh, yes. I Yeah, definitely he's probably going to get paid. Um, what I have heard is going to be roughly around two years, $60 million. Um, I know um, the Patriots could afford that. Um, but, you know, some team like the Raiders could jump in and possibly pay him as well. Yeah, uh, the Raiders have already basically put an offer on the table for when free agency does open up. 
that that two years, sixty million dollar uh, figure. That's that's a Raiders figure. Um, I've heard uh, the Giants, believe it or not, even with uh, young Daniel Jones, uh, the Giants might be in on it. Um, there, that's that's one that I don't necessarily see happening. Right. It just you know the, the he's lost to them twice in the Super Bowl. That would kind of look like switching sides or something, you know. It I just don't I don't know about that. So let's talk about Dak Prescott with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, some people um, think that he's going to be franchised. Um, I personally think he could be pr- franchised, but he does want that long term contract. So does he get franchised? Does he sit? Does he play? Um, I know he's definitely wanting guaranteed money. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, in a lot of it too. <laughs> I mean, there's talk that he's asking for forty million, which it would be far and above anybody else in the league right now, um, and that's really the the Cowboys' hesitation on it, on even giving him that long term because he wants so much. But I mean, he's kind of backed it up, just not with the playoffs and the the wins and stuff like that. So, but he does have the stats. Um, you know, he does have he does have good stats. Um, so he's not one of the worst. Yeah. Um, you know, I would put him in the top five. Um, when it comes, to, it's just his you know playoff history um, is not very great, um, and he did miss the playoffs last year. So you know, he's definitely wanting Mahomes' money. But I don't think that he is Mahomes' material to get that money. Yeah. I mean, he I, he did almost throw for five thousand yards this this year, you know, at a at a sixty five percent clip, you know, and thirty touchdowns. There's there was some bouts of inaccuracy, and you know, it, there was some times that you know they maybe he didn't play his best, and it cost him the game. But he he's definitely I think top five, top six in the league right now. But I feel like he won't have the weapons around him. So if he gets this monster, you know, payday, you know, what about Amari Cooper? You know, he needs somebody to throw to, um, you know, and I feel like Amari Cooper would help enhance his numbers. But I feel like Ezekiel took a big chunk of that, you know, that salary cap. So with him and Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper, I don't feel that they're going to be able to keep all three. It's not looking like that. Uh, there, There is like, uh, Des Bryant's wanting to come back and play football again, so there's there's talk around that maybe uh, being being the guy that feels. But he's so over the hill right now, at this point in his career that I don't see him filling that role. But you're right; uh, it's going to be really hard to keep all three of them together, especially when they're all asking for that big check. And then, then let's move on to Philip Rivers, who, as we know, the Chargers and Philip Rivers have parted ways. Now, Philip Rivers has moved to Florida. Um, so I can see him going to a Florida team, you know, something uh, like Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Miami Dolphins. So I can definitely see him playing at one of those teams. Or the next, the number C is probably going to be retirement, which I can also see that as well. He is older. Um, you know, he's definitely... Um, um, could provide a little bit of wisdom in the locker room, but I think physically he might not be able to be a starting quarterback. Yeah, I mean he's still got he's still got an arm. He just uh, it seems like he forces too many things. He doesn't have quite as much of an arm anymore to, you know, make things happen as much. Uh, you know, your point to uh, on him moving to Florida. Uh, one of the reasons he didn't like the move 
from San Diego to L.A. He didn't move his family out there. He had to drive every day. You know, so it's it definitely seems like he's the kind of guy that wants to stay close to his family. Uh, rumors right now are Colts are the main players in, in Phillip Rivers right now. And I, just, I don't really see that because, because of the travel thing. I don't think he wants to be away from his family the whole year. I, I actually put it right now at a 50-50 chance that he retires. Oh, 50-50, that high? Yeah, that high. Wow. All right. Well, what about Drew Brees? Now, Drew Brees does want to be a saint again. Um, he also, um, you might get him at a cheaper deal um, just because of age-wise. Um, but unfortunately, I, I feel like, you know, the Saints, they have three uh, free agent quarterbacks, you know. So with their second string and then, of course, you know, you have Taysom Hill, who, as we've seen, he played um, like a, a wide receiver. You know, he's, he's a very all well-rounded athlete. But I feel Drew Brees, you know, he already stated that he's coming out or that he's uh, not going to retire for 2020. So he, but he does want to be a Saint. Do you think the Saints resign him? Um, due to the fact that they have all three of them, you know, all three of their quarterbacks are really um, on free agency this year. Yeah, uh, I I think they're bringing two of them back. Uh, Drew Brees definitely. He's he's said that he doesn't want to play for any other team at this point in his career. So uh, I, I he said it's either Saints or retire. I actually got him much lower on the retire scale. I'm probably like twenty percent. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't see him retiring. Um, and I think they're going to bring back Taysom Hill. I think uh, Sean Payton really, really likes him, and he really showed out last preseason. He showed what he had, and he even made a couple throws this year during the regular season. They they were more gimmicky plays, but he's I think he's something something that Sean Payton doesn't want to lose. Uh, I think Teddy Bridgewater's the odd man out here. Yeah, well, Taysom Hill also provides that he is just as mobile, if not more mobile than Bridgewater. You know, so uh, I feel like um, Taysom uh, Hill can really, you know, pass in the pocket, but he can really pass on the move too. So that would be a great backup to Drew Brees. And plus, I can see a few trick plays in there. You know, when you bring in Taysom Hill, you know, you don't know what he's going to do. Is he going to throw the ball? Is he going to, you know, catch a pass, uh, run with it? So he is very well-rounded, very diverse athlete. Yeah, it definitely opens him up for plays like the Philly special or, you know, it's, it's something where he's catching the ball, you know. Uh, I, this guy's fast. I mean, like, we're talking 4-4 speed fast. And put that at quarterback, That's a, he's definitely much more mobile than Teddy Bridgewater. Where, like, Bridgewater, he had a, a real bad, gruesome knee injury that kept him out for a year and a half, two years or, uh, early in his career. I mean, you got to remember this guy's a first-round pick, so he's got talent. Right. But uh, it, he doesn't have the strong, strong arm. Uh, he he likes to make the short to intermediate passes. Uh, he's he's definitely kind of, a, I guess you could say he's an Alex Smith-type quarterback. And where do you think Teddy Bridgewater would go? Uh, right now, it's, it's, it's up in the air. I, I think uh, the Chargers could potentially go after him. Uh Colts, maybe uh, even the Redskins. I think the Redskins aren't completely sold on Haskins being their quarterback. So, uh, but if the opening happens with the Bucks, maybe there, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't have a good read on where he's gonna go right now. Uh, could be anywhere really. There's so many openings. But yeah, those are those are my four where I think he might go. Maybe even 
who knows? Maybe uh, uh, Bill Belichick likes him and gives him a shot. True. And what about Marcus Mariota? I know he's, uh, uh, you know, was a backup to Ryan Tannehill. Um, he did run the ball. You know, did uh, the Wildcat ran it um, when he versed the Chiefs in the playoffs. So um, he is a little bit mobile. Um, unfortunately, the numbers are not great. Um, but I think, you know, a team will pick him up maybe as a backup still. Because um, I feel like he would be a great backup. He's just not starting material. Yeah, he's a... Uh... At this point uh, in his career, I think he's a reclamation project because I, I, I think he's still got the the skills there. He just needs somebody to work with him, uh, and maybe hone his craft. Be around a be in a good quarterback room. Maybe it helps him out a lot. Uh, you know, because when he was drafted, he was drafted to be the guy. You know, so he he didn't have the the mentors there necessarily. Um, even the the coaching, you know, so uh, I I I actually think uh, Chiefs would be a good fit here because Andy Reid has clearly shown that he's the quarterback whisperer, and you know maybe two years as a backup with the Chiefs and maybe he'll he could move on, you know, get a couple games playing time or something. Maybe he could move on and you know show what he's got with another team. Maybe maybe even the Steelers take a chance on him since you know. I mean, their their quarterback situation this year was just a mess once they lost Ben Roethlisberger. And then they traded a quarterback, and then two guys got hurt. And it's like <laughs> they're looking around like, who's going to throw the ball? You know, right. Some guy named Duck. <laughs> <laughs> and also, let's go with, uh, you know, on to the next Titans quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Um, fabulous in the playoffs. Um, you know, they beat the Patriots. Um you know, they uh, beat um, the Ravens. So, they, you know, they had a strong run. And, I mean, it was pretty close with them and the Chiefs as well. So, um, you can't, you know, you really can't um, say that, you know, he hasn't done, you know, the job because I feel like he has. But do you franchise tag Tannehill? I don't think he's franchise tag money. But do you do something like that? Um, or sign him to a one-year deal to see he can prove himself again? You know, uh, he's he's 31 years old, so he's no spry chicken, you know. So, But he, he's entering the prime of his career, and, I mean, his numbers this year were just fantastic. Only 10 starts, he threw for 2,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, 70% completion percentage, and 117.5 quarterback rate. I mean, that's, that's top of the league. I mean, right. he only did it for 10 games, but, I mean, what, you don't just – throw those stats out there with without the talent. Things really came together for him this year. It would I feel like it would be dumb for him to leave the Titans. Um it would be dumb for the Titans to, you know, not re-sign him. I I actually do believe he's worth that franchise tag. Even though I mean I think that they're going to give him a contract, but I think if there's if there's a team out there if he doesn't re-sign with them, I think it's the Patriots. Think the Patriots will pick up Tannehill? Yeah, if if they end up moving on from Brady, yeah. And what about Kyle Allen from the Panthers? Do you feel like Cam Newton um, will get traded, or will they cut Cam Newton? Uh, Kyle Allen, he did prove himself. Yeah, he did. He he had some turnover issues. Uh, I I really don't see him being on a starter on too many being a starter on too many teams in the NFL. Um, who knows with the new system they're bringing in? They they're bringing in Joe Brady uh, from LSU, and you saw what he did with 
Joe Burrow this last year in college. Um, so maybe they do. Uh, Cam Cam is looking for a fresh new start, I feel like. And I think the team as a whole, you know, changing ownership, changing coaches, uh, you know, I think they're, they're looking for a fresh start too. And, you know, maybe Kyle Allen offers that. Maybe they draft a quarterback. But, yeah, I, I, I feel like Cam's moving on and probably through trade because, you know, they're not going to want to completely move on without getting any compensation on that. So right. he's still under contract, so. Okay, and what about Jameis? Jameis, his, his first name is always hard to pronounce <laughs> for me. I don't know why. Winston. Um, you know, he threw a lot of picks last year. Um, do you think he's going to try to get that starting quarterback money? Or are teams going to look at him as a, a liability and maybe use him as a backup? Uh, I, I think he's absolutely looking for that starter money because he threw for 5,109 yards this last year. That's a lot. Uh, and 33 touchdowns, too. That 30 picks is extremely concerning. Uh, but... I mean, this guy's brazen, man. He's not called Famous Jameis for no reason. Uh, he, he takes chances. He, he takes chances and makes a lot of bad decisions. But with, with numbers like that, it's hard to argue. And a number one overall draft pick, uh, it's, he's, uh, he's going to find a starting job somewhere. I, I don't see him being a backup. It, it, if he is... I, Sorry. <laughs> if he is, I potentially see him being a backup with the Steelers. With the Steelers? Mm-hmm. I can I can see that. I can definitely uh see him going with the Steelers. Uh you know, unfortunately I you know, I don't see him with the Bucks again. I do feel like he will move on from the Bucks. Um and but I feel like he will find a home. But again, you know, those picks are concerning, uh definitely and I feel like, you know, the record wasn't great. Um, but yet, you know, again, he threw over 5,000 yards. But I, the 30 picks is really has to be concerning. Yeah. You know, you definitely want to have more takeaways or more takes than takeaways. Yeah. He, uh, I, he did throw for 33 touchdowns. They had an excellent offense this year. And a lot of that's uh, Bruce Arians doing. Uh, from what I've heard, uh, Arians is just – frustrated out of his mind with this guy <laughs> i mean i heard something about maybe he he had bad eyesight and he was getting it fixed this off season so i mean who knows maybe he was just saying that to try and get some team to spend the money on him i i don't know uh, uh there i see him possibly with the redskins maybe if that if they don't believe in haskins so much you know so, and where they're slotted in the draft, it's it's looking like they have to take Chase Young unless Burrow falls to them. And then they have to take Burrow. It's just they would be criticized too much to not take those one of those guys at one, two, you know, because they're right. so far and above the, the rest of the field. But, yeah, uh, I, I don't – I mean, possibly if the Bucks just, like, decide that – you know, they're not making any ground with any of these other guys. Maybe they do bring them back, but, yeah, you're right. It's it's that 30 interceptions. We haven't had a guy in the NFL throw 30 interceptions since, I want to say it was Vinny Testaverde in his rookie year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, speaking of quarterbacks, let's talk about the NFL draft. Um, how many quarterbacks do you have going in the first uh, round? Uh, right now I got four you know, with a potential fifth with Jacob Eason. Depends on if the team falls in love with them or 
You know, he does have a, a rocket arm. Now, a lot of people are predicting Joe Burrows to go to Cincinnati, uh, very first pick in the draft. Um, do you feel like he will go to Cincinnati? Yeah, I, I've heard grumblings that maybe, you know, he, he, you know, says that he won't play for them if he gets drafted by them. But, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's at, he'd actually follow through. I think that's mostly, you know, media pundits, you know. And I, I think he'll go number one overall. He, he doesn't have that super strong arm that maybe – Pat Mahomes has or Josh Allen, uh, but he's got he's got a strong enough arm to get it done. Uh, Joe Brady worked with him a lot, and I he was he had an incredible year last year. Right, and so you think that um, Burles, you know, Joe Burrows might pull a Eli Manning? Maybe I I, I don't think he will. Uh, like I said, I think it's mostly the pundits saying that. Because they're 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 scared that he's gonna go there and waste his career. Yeah, I feel like he might go there and waste his career too. Um, personally, you know, Cincinnati Bengals is not a very well organized organization. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. It's like <laughs> organization, maybe. Yeah, I think they're more of a disorganization. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who do you have going? Who do you have the, the next quarterback going in the draft? De- definitely Tua. I think uh, Burrow and Tua are. Set apart from the rest, uh, Tua unfortunately just has problems with injuries, and he'd be he'd probably be your number one this year right now if it wasn't for that hip injury. I mean, keep in mind it's the same type of injury as Bo Jackson had that really derailed his NFL career. So, right, I know he has had surgeries on uh, his foot and surgery on his hip. Um, so I I feel like he can re-injure that. Um, but you know, I feel to a, um, I feel like he could go to Detroit, um, pay a backup to uh, Matt Stafford, you know, for a year, kind of like what um, Alex Smith and um, P- Pat Mahomes did, you know, let, let him sit under there, let him watch uh, Matt Stafford, let you know Matt Stafford give him knowledge, give him wisdom, and then you know after that, then go ahead and put him as a starter and see how well he does. Yeah, I, there you could say that. I just. Matt Stafford's a very good quarterback. You know, I'd say he's probably top eight in the league. Uh, he's had great years. He's thrown for 5,000 yards. Of course, that was with Calvin Johnson. I just don't – I don't see a drafting a quarterback does them a whole lot of good right now. Because if they do, it's just going to be to trade Matthew Stafford, say, a year from now. I guess it'll save him some money since Matthew Stafford's getting paid. But – I don't see it right now doing a whole lot of good. I I, I I think they should just stick with Matthew Stafford moving forward. Maybe get him some help in a Jerry Judy or, a, you know, C.D. Lamb. And, and on, on through the third quarterback you have drafting, um, who do you think, what team is going to pick up the third quarterback? And who uh, do you it's going to be? It's looking like, you know, Cincinnati, Miami, and San Diego. Of course, if San Diego ends up landing Tom Brady – they're probably still going to look to draft, but maybe a little later on in the draft. Now, I, f- I do feel that this is a stronger wide receiver draft than it is a uh, a quarterback draft. I feel like next year this is going to be a stronger quarterback uh, draft. But this year, I feel like it's going to be more of a wide receiver class. Um, but, you know, they do have some good quarterbacks. I know that Joe Burrows, he was the Heisman uh, for 2019. Uh, well-deserved, well-earned. Um, and I do feel that uh, Tua would have been uh, uh, drafted earlier um, if it wasn't for the hip uh, 
uh, surgery as well. And who do you feel um, is the next quarterback on your list, and where are they going to go? Uh, next quarterback, it's kind of a toss-up between Justin Herbert and Jordan Love, but Justin Herbert really showed out in the combine, in the throwing drills. I mean, he's just he, – he's a machine. He – he throws everything accurate. He can make every throw. He's got a strong arm. He threw 60 miles an hour. And I'm just to put that into perspective, Pat Mahomes threw, threw the football 65. Jacob Easton threw the fastest at 62. So uh, he's got a very strong arm. He can make every throw. Um, and, and I think a good fit would probably be like, uh, like uh, uh, San Diego or – you know, maybe even later on in the draft, somebody, I don't know, maybe Carolina. I can see Carolina. Yeah. Carolina, um, you know, going after him. Um, but also, I can see, you know, I mean, the Chargers do need a quarterback. And, you know, um, without Phillip Rivers, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers um, didn't really have a great season last year. Um, but other than that, um, you know, he has shown himself out you know, uh, in his years that he has played with the Chargers. Um, it's kind of weird seeing him move on from that. But, you know, I feel like they need to look for uh, the f face of the franchise. You know, um, they need to look for uh, another Phillip Rivers, but with playoff, you know, uh, hopes and dreams and, and, and that dream of getting to the Super Bowl as well. Oh, definitely. They they, they need they have to make a splash because it's it's been noticeable it's been noticeably bad there in that stadium. They got seems like no fans, and it's funny because you know the in the XFL they got an LA team and they've had actually the lowest attendance too. Like I don't know what the NFL sees in LA, but it's just not a football town. They've already had to move the Rams away from there once, and the Raiders. And thinking that you know bringing them back maybe they you know spark up some interest. No, they're a basketball town. I, I do feel that um, the NFL looks at it. They look at trying to bring in bring in winning teams because they're they do pack the house when their team is winning. Yeah. They're not like Arrowhead, um, where even though the team might not be doing well that year, it's still over half full. You know, so I feel I feel that their team has to win for them to pack the seats in yeah. L.A. Yeah, well, there it was kind of like that in San Diego too. Right, uh, a lot of a lot of bandwagons, but at least they sold almost all their tickets in San Diego. It's, I mean, they were playing in uh, in that soccer stadium, and it'd be three quarters full of their opponents' fans. I mean, it's just, I mean, their seats that they were selling were selling for the other team. Right. So right. I just, I, and even the even the Rams were somewhat like that. I guess there's a little better following with them around LA since they were there previously before. And, you know, but I just, I don't know. I, we're, we're not talking about the teams right now. We're talking about quarterbacks. All right. <laughs> All right. So what about your next quarterback you have in the draft? It's definitely Jordan Love. Uh, Jordan Love, he's, uh, his numbers this year in college were not that great. 20 touchdowns, 16 interceptions, 3,000 yards. Um, but it was... Mostly due to a complete overhaul in coaching in the offseason. Um, he had, he put up great numbers his junior year. Uh, he's He's got an arm talent. They're, they're saying that he's this year's Pat Mahomes. Not that he is that good, but, like, you know, the guy that with the arm talent that everybody overlooks because 
the the questionable decisions, I guess you could say, that cause turnovers and stuff. Uh, but you know, put them put them with a great coach like uh, Matt Rule it, with Joe Brady calling plays and working that offense with, there in Carolina. I think that would be a great fit. Uh, it, I, I I think that would be a very good fit for them if they move on from Cam Newton. He's a little mobile. He's tall. He's he's a playmaker. Yeah, but he's also injury prone too. Um, you know, I mean, I feel like he's scared out there sometimes of why the reason he's been so you know injured so many times. You know, so, but you also said, um, Eason, you feel like there might be a fifth quarterback uh, in the draft uh, in the first round uh, or could possibly go to the second round. Um, but how do you feel about Eason? Where do you think he will go? Uh, right now, he's he's a, he's an arm with a football on it. <laughs> I, if he gets drafted, it's going to be at the bottom of the, if he gets drafted in the first round, it's going to be at the bottom of it. Uh, team looking to uh, maybe find their future quarterback, somebody to give them a chance to develop, maybe place like Green Bay since Aaron Rodgers aging. Uh, even um, Pittsburgh, uh, but they're a little higher up. But they had, they do – or actually, no, they don't have first round to do that. Um, so, New England, maybe. Okay, well uh, – we do appreciate uh, you guys tuning in to Kingdom City Sports. Um, my name is Eric, and I have my co-host, Polly. Oh. And uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys.